Today's Bible reading is 1 Kings 17. We see three different miracles here with Elijah. Uh, we start off with Elijah uh, telling Ahab, who is not a very nice king, that God is going to bring a drought into the land. And God is going to provide for Elijah first by having him go to a brook where he's going to be able to drink water and at the time is also being fed by ravens. I don't really know what that looks like. I've always thought about it and I'm like, what does that look like? How do ravens bring him bread when bread needs to be made? How do they bring him meat? Is it raw meat? Is it cooked meat? Uh, but either way, this is obviously reminiscent of the manna uh, and the water from the rock and the quail from heaven. We see God providing. Now there is a pivoting here to the widow. And I want you to think about what this widow is going through and what she knows. This is the first time Elisha the Tishbite from Gilead has appeared. And all he has done that she knows about, if she even knows about this, is has gone to the king and said there's going to be a drought. Now, if you read this chapter backwards first and then read it forward, we know some things about this woman. Verse 24, she doesn't fully believe that Elijah truly has the word of the Lord or that he is a man of God. Additionally, in verse 18, we see that she has some kind of sin that is apparently very predominant in her life because when her son dies, she says, have you come to bring my sin to remembrance? Now, I don't know what this sin is, but it's probably pretty big for her to think that it's causing the death of her son. She is poor. She is alone. And in verse 8, we know that she is from Zarephath, uh, which belongs to Sidon. So she's not even an Israelite. All of these things she is going through when Elijah shows up and asks her for the very last piece of food she has and she gives it to him. This faith, this trust in God, or maybe perhaps this generosity, is what provides for Elijah. He has been provided for by the generosity of birds, and now he is being provided by the generosity of a widow. I think it is a reminder for us to look for God's providence in unexpected places and to realize that we might be God's providence in unexpected places. And here are two people, both Elijah and this widow, who have doubts because Elijah has doubts in verse 20. He's like, what are you doing, God? She obviously has doubts. And yet in their doubts, there is faith. And that faith is played out in their aiding and generosity to one another, even at the potential cost to themselves. The story always reminds me of another widow that we see in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44, which I'll just read for you. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Now the disciples don't understand this really all that well. 
that wealth is not measured in how much material possessions you have, that true wealth is measured by in whose hands do you place it. These two people, Elijah and this widow, they don't have much. They don't have much at all. And yet they put what they have into the hands of God, even if it means giving it to others. And in that, they are wealthy. In that, they see the forgiveness of their sins. They see the resurrection from the dead. And they see the true treasure of heaven. And I think it is a similar message for us when we think about our relationship with Jesus and the possessions that we have. In whose hands are they? Do we give of just the abundance of the leftovers of the overflow? Or do we realize that all that we have is God's to be used however he wants? And in that is our blessing.